Welcome to episode 185 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast. We're recording uh, November 27th, 2022. My name is Jeff and I am the voluntold host of the show tonight. I'm based in central Ontario. I'm a target shooter, ham radio operator, general overall handyman and weather nerd. Hey everybody, I'm Brad. I'm in eastern Ontario, part-time amateur prepper, constantly trying to better myself. Tonight I'm drinking, oh wait, that's the other podcast. Let's try that again. Hey, I'm Mel. As you can tell, I'm the first timer, so please be gentle. I am the better half of Pierre, whom you can usually find on here and sometimes the other CPP podcasts on Monday nights. I'm, uh, I absolutely adore anything nature and the secret she holds. Besides my green thumb, curious mind, and the love for nature, I am an avid hunter, hippie at heart, and some, someone that enjoys <laughs> life's adventures with an open mind and the willingness to learn and share what I know. And welcome. If you want to support the show and keep the Canadian Prepper Podcast on the air, buy some swag. We have both the Canadian Prepper Podcast t-shirt and the Tactical Velcro patch. You can get them both at www.prepperpodcast.ca. All proceeds help keep the lights on and the backup generator fueled. And if you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes and like us on Facebook and submit a review on iTunes. Also, we want your feedback, good, bad, or just a topic you want us to cover. You can email us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. So we have some hippie hay content, and not the type of hippie hay you're thinking about, but <laughs> uh, we have some hippie hay content for you in this episode. Uh, we're going to start off with some recent news, update our personal preps, and then we'll get into the main topic, which is herbal remedies. So I'll start off with, uh, looks like I'm the only one with a news article this week. Uh, so one of the, uh, the large U.S. rail unions uh, has rejected the contract proposal that was put forward by the government. Um, just for a bit of history, there's uh, 12 unions involved in, in the railroad. Um, eight of them have accepted the proposal and four have rejected it. Uh, unfortunately, one of the four that rejected it is conductors and uh, those type of people. So, um, yeah, it represents uh, conductors, brakemen, and yardmen. Uh, they rejected it barely. Uh, the vote was 50.87% to reject it. So, um, because of that, obviously, they're going to have to go back and talk about or try to renegotiate something. Um the government felt they gave them a good deal. Uh, I guess they're they're on a bit of a sticking point with still with some sick days and whatever. Um, you know, I'm not sure how the U.S. works in terms of how Canada works with uh, the government being stepping in and just legislating them back to work. Um, considering everything that's going on with supply chains and, you know, we've talked about it on other podcasts where, you know, especially like the Mississippi rivers drying up and they're only able to run 60% load capacity on the barges and stuff that um, any extended shutdown on the railroad would probably literally bring the U S to a gridlock. Um, so I had read, uh, read this article before you put it in the notes and 30% uh, of all freight in the U S $2 billion a day in lost economic output if they if they strike yeah like, yeah I, wow I, yeah it's 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 a huge number and um and i mean to be honest it's not just the u.s they there's a lot of stuff on those rail cars that do come into canada um and in mexico exactly yep so i i can't see the government um letting it go much longer than a couple of days let them make their point and then um, and legislate them back. They, they just can't, they just can't take a chance of, of what it would do to the economy. And I mean, we're already struggling to get basic medication into stores. So, I yeah. mean, you know, it's just, uh, we have to see what happens. The, uh, let me go back and read it again. I think the earliest they can strike is the 8th or 9th of December. So, you know, basically you got 10 days and then yep. we'll have to see what happens. So 
something to keep an eye on and um, I'll keep an eye on it as well. So um, just basing off of uh, strikes and uh, supply chain and whatnot, I saw a post on Facebook that uh, Freedom Convoy 2.0 is supposed to start in February or something. Um, it was supposed to be a rolling blockade or something around the city or into the city, whatnot, just, just rolling trucks. They don't plan on stopping from what I understood. Um, but it's only supposed to be like eight or nine days or something. Yeah. I, I, the 21st or something like that. I think I saw. Yeah, it could, could be. I, I wasn't sure the date. I, yeah, I, I seen the same thing. Um, I don't know my, my opinion, the, um, with what went down with the last, um, the last one, I can't see the the police and or the government or considering it's the liberals, I wouldn't even see them past uh, having military assistance. I would just see them locking down the city and not letting anybody. If you don't, if you don't live in the city or you don't have an address in the city, you're not getting in. I, I could see them just locking Ottawa down and nobody's getting in. So don't got to go to work. <laughs> Might still get paid for it. So that's, that's, that's just my opinion. I mean, you know, who knows? Yeah. It's yeah. It, nobody knows it's, it's too early. And, but yeah, I, I did, I did hear that as well. So. Yeah. It's about uh, all I really got off of Facebook. I don't get onto Facebook a whole lot anymore. And uh, <clears throat> I, I saw that pop up. So yeah, that's, that's going to suck if they actually do it, but. Mm. Mm -hmm. like you said let's wait and see what happens especially with the rail strike as well can you imagine if 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 across canada they did that in big cities a rolling convoy again and a rail strike at the same time two billion ain't nothing yeah well you know, you know i i was just kind of talking with somebody else and they happened to mention they said you know if the if the convoy people were really serious about it and they really wanted uh drive a hammer into things, don't go to Ottawa, go to 50 different border crossings and set up there and spread it, spread it around and move it around and, and watch the government go into full out panic mode. Well, look at the, uh, the, the ambassador bridge there. They had a huge problem there and did they not get the, the RCMP or the uh, CBSA in to start clearing stuff out? And there was yeah, a small, there was a small blockade in, in Cornwall didn't last very long but mm -hmm. still it happened i do agree with you that if they were smart and did 50 or 60 major crossings especially big truck crossings that yeah it's going to screw them up even more yep but like we so. say we did, we we don't know what's happened we're not or at least i'm not advocating for that but i mean i, I think the government the government needs to get a hint um yep that they, uh, they're going in the wrong direction. And, you know, we're, this isn't the podcast to get into the whole Bill C-21 and no, all of that, that, that stuff. That's, that's a tomorrow night thing. But um, <laughs> I, I think, I really hope that people really do wake up and, and the government suddenly realizes they've bit off way more than they can chew with that one. So, yeah. um, you know, I, somebody, somebody made a post somewhere. They said, if, if, uh, if Trudeau was, uh, crap in his pants over a few thousand truckers in Ottawa. What's he going to do if a hundred thousand firearms owners show up? Yeah. So. You just have to leave your guns at home just to be safe. Oh yeah. 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 Just don't do bring toy, bring, bring models or, or ones made of wood or, or pink wood. Nobody's going to realize that's a real gun. Just to make a mm -hmm. point that we all own guns and this is how much, this is how much we can do. But I, I don't I don't advocate for the 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 rolling blockades or anything either. But I do understand their point. Yep. Um, absolutely. Yep. If you want to do it, go ahead and do it. Yep. But yeah. So let's move into uh, what we've done lately for preps. So uh, go ahead, Brad. Well, um, lots of last minute yard cleanup thanks to the beautiful weather this weekend. A uh, little bit of fuel rotation, uh, putting a plan in place to uh, start working on the basement for some renos over the wintertime. Uh, 
get things uh, moved around and cleaned up in the upstairs of our house here uh, for Christmas decorations and work, 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 and slept a little bit, had some supper at a friend's place, had a little girl's birthday party, and then tomorrow some more work. Well, you know, you've got you got three more days to get your Christmas stuff before you're allowed to put it up. My golden rule, nothing before December 1st. So I don't know about anybody else. That's my golden rule. No trees, no, you got to wait till December 1st. But hey, that's just me. So. No, I, I agree with you. If it's not if it's not December yet, nothing Christmas, I would happily pull everything down uh, New Year's Day after, well, sorry, probably January 2nd after I recoup New Year, January 1st from New Year's Eve and then tear everything out and put it back to normal and get ready for, what's the next one, Easter? Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe that I, you know, I was in a store and um, this was before the Canadian, uh, or sorry, this was before Halloween. Yeah. Uh, or was it Halloween or Thanksgiving? They're, they're fairly close. Anyways, yeah. they already had Christmas stuff on the shelves. Oh yeah. And I was like, and I was like, come on, really? But yeah. buddy, anyways, mine de- buddy mine delivers for uh, Dollarama. Hmm. The company he works for has a contract for Dollarama. November, sorry, October 1st, he dropped off Christmas pallets. Hmm. So anyways, uh, I bought a, uh, I've been looking for one just to kind of mess around with. And uh, I bought a, a used air fryer, got it for uh, a steal, uh, paid next to nothing for it. It's their family has grown and they just want something bigger. Um, so I got it for next to nothing. I'm going to mess around with that. I did some more, uh, canning, just testing out and trying to get myself comfortable with the pressure canner before I have to start or before I want to start doing more important things, I guess, like, like canning meat and stuff like that, making sure that I've got it down. I know what I'm doing so that, you know, I'm not scared that opening the jar six months later and and eating it is going to kill me. So, um, (laughs) It goes well, I, though. You haven't had any accidents, no blow-ups, no nothing? Nope. Nope. Everything's everything's working good so far, so. Good. Good. So, uh, you have anything, Mel, or? Besides Brad and Pierre doing our camper and testing out our new uh, cover that we got, I really didn't do anything except for our daughter's birthday prep. We were busy doing that. Unfortunately, in this house, we have a tradition of putting up the Christmas tree after our daughter's birthday. So we do have that up. No decorations. However, it is Hunter-themed, and Brad can contest to that one. Yeah, very much Hunter-themed. It absolutely looks fantastic if it's just the hunting stuff on it and and the lights that she puts on and everything. Uh, it looks fantastic. You should really take yeah. a picture of that, Mel, and put it on the chat. We will once I get uh, you know convinced Pierre to actually pull up the bins for me it's kind of a game so i can't do that on my own but trees up i mean help Good. with that today but other Good. than that we haven't done any preps uh so i guess we're just gonna get prepared for christmas and then it's the birthday and then it's all the wedding stuff from there so hopefully i don't know we we're having plans to be looking for a house and stuff like that so anything big like what you're doing jeff with the canning and stuff like that we're gonna try and hold off until we get somewhere just because we can't take the temperature good in the house and all that stuff so main focus of you know going through the old crap yep all right well with that we'll move on to the main topic uh herbal remedies so before i turn it over to uh mel to have her little say there again just the old reminder to everybody none of us are doctors none of us are medical experts we are not giving you medical advice um we're just kind of giving you ideas and directions and what things work and remember what works for one person may not work for somebody else. Um, you know, do your homework, do your research before you, uh, you start delving in, making sure that if you're on some other medication or prescriptions or something that, that whatever you're looking at on the herbal side, isn't going to interfere with that. Um, if you've got a, a natural path or somewhere in your town, maybe touch base with them and see what they have to say. So, um, you know, that's, that's just my thing for the caution for us. So, uh, Mel, go ahead. 
took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to do the same whole little spiel. So what Jeff said. <laughs> um, a lot of these stuff that I am going to talk about is stuff that I've actually put in test and true it myself. I've done a lot of stuff before I even implemented with Pierre or even my daughter or even suggested to any of my friends. Right now I'm getting a lot of uh, text messages on what kind of tea did you give my daughters because, you know, everybody's coming to my house coughing. Um, so I would like to start actually with that. Um, Mullen, 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 Mullen. I annoy the people on the chat with the whole Mullen thing. <laughs> I cannot tell you guys enough. And well, I'm so glad, Brad, I'm, you're happy that we put it in an order because now we're going to sell out. The one company I do recommend is actually Foothill, Foothills Naturals. You can get them off of Amazon or actually their website directly. And they're based out of Alberta, so they're Canadian-owned, which is actually a huge plus in my books because I don't like to source anything too far away because I don't know what's in it. Um, Mullen, besides um, being something that will actually help pull out the mucus and actually open up your airways, um, it, it does a lot of things too with, like, you know, the ear infections. And, and in your, you can actually use it with your dogs too when they have that nasty, like, yeast-smelly buildup. Um, you know, it's like skin issues, all that stuff, you know. Um, but the one thing that I absolutely love with this is that the Molin, like, it, it, it's, I cannot explain how good this is. When you drink it, it it's almost like taking, if anyone uses the puffers, I, I use the blue one too when I absolutely need it. Um, but when you take that puff and your airways kind of open up, I find that this stuff kind of does it a lot faster. And you may sit there and hack up, but that's what you want to do. You want to push all that stuff out of your lungs. And another great thing with Molin is that you can actually smoke it. So if you're trying to quit smoking cigarettes, this is actually a great aid, um, great aid for that as well. I, I can see that Brandon in the chat is asking, what is Molin? Molin is basically, it almost looks like lamb's ear. It's still soft, and, and it has long yellow flowers that grow up on the top of it. Um, believe it or not, Mullen is also known as cowboy toilet paper, and it's exactly what you think it is. It is something that you do want to learn to identify because you can wipe your butt with it. Okay. Um, inhaler. Okay, I'm following the chat. But anyways, um, but yeah, so if you have asthma and, and COPD, this stuff can be used for that as well because it, 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 it um, really soothes the, uh, the bronchitis the bronchitis side of things, and that's where I absolutely love the mullen. You can use it as a tea. You can also turn it into a tincture as well. Um, I haven't really touched into the tincture aspect, but the tea I can actually speak upon that it's just a nice little slight woody tea, but again, you can mix it with peppermint, which peppermint is actually really good, not only for your digestion to push everything through, but it also helps with mucus uh, um, as well. Um, Another great thing too with it, like with the peppermint, since I mentioned the peppermint, like it does a bunch of other stuff too. I use it for heartburn relief, but when it comes to, um, just give me a sec when I'm taking my looks. So yeah, it, it pulls out the phlegm as well. And I, I was reading earlier today when I was doing my notes, um, there's another herb called caraway. And that will actually push away more phlegm and mucus out of your lungs. So if you actually team that up with peppermint, it will double back and be like kind of like a powerhouse. So that is actually on the list of my things to try because I do have some uh, sinusitis going with me. And um, it does help alleviate some of the things when I do team up mullein with peppermint. So I can only imagine what it can do. Another thing that's great with um, peppermint tea is the fact that you can actually use it um, for oil hygiene. And when you get sick and stuff and you're lazy and you don't want to do anything, you don't want everything else to fall because our teeth is actually attached to our heart. And the last thing you want to do is start messing with our heart because it is our blood. And our blood's already messed with anyways when we're sick. So the last thing we want to do is mess up anything else that we have to focus on. So um, a great thing is I don't even know where to go now. I'm so excited here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, peppermint too is actually, if you mix it in with uh, eucalyptus and lav lavender oil and then you use the coconut as a base, coconut oil, you can actually turn that into a homemade vapor rub. And I know some people uh, voice concerns on like, um, not I'm not mentioning the company name, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, and when you use that, there's a lot of uh, extra whatever you want to call it in there. So if you want to kind of keep it like these are the ingredients, I do recommend at least doing uh, coconut with eucalyptus and peppermint. And again, it's the same concept as what you get in those little jars at the, at the grocery store. You legitimately lather it on and you just breathe it in. The reason why I like to pair it with the lavender is because the lavender is actually an anti-inflammatory. 
So as you're breathing that in, everything inside your body, believe it or not, does have a inflammatory, I guess, kind of component to it. So when you can alleviate all that and you can alleviate and soothe, you're able to breathe a lot, eat better, and it does maybe not doesn't hurt as much or 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 and or. <laughs> So, so Kyle's got a, a question there in the live chat. It says, can you add mullen to a diffuser? I don't know, and I don't see why not. For the simple fact is it's like this, take, take like putting tea water into your diffuser. You're going to breathe that in anyways. And if, and if you do do that, which I don't see that there would be an issue, because, again, you're breathing in those, air, those, those water vapors, I, I would say team it up with a Himalayan salt lamp because those themselves will actually purify your air. So it will absorb any impurities in the air and it will, yeah, like it, it just legitimately absorbs it into the actual salt and then it kind of just purifies the air when it releases. It's kind of cool. So with, the, with that salt lamp, Mel, can you leave that on all the time? Uh, yes, you can. I, I, and, and the thing is with those is that the bulbs, um, they don't run as hot as what you think they would. Um, Pierre and I always get the, just the typical Christmas lights. I wouldn't do the LEDs cause you do want a bit of that heat yeah. coming off because that's what kind of activates the whole salt process. However, stating that the only thing you want to watch out for is if you do use a uh, Himalayan salt lamp is that if it's too humid, you will get sweat, the sweat effect and you'll see your lamp will start to crystallize on the bottom. There's nothing wrong with it, but I mean, do you want to keep it looking kind of pretty? And it's a sign that it's too wet in the room. Exactly, yeah. which again could point you to other problems that you might be having, whether it's mold or something else that could be going on in your house too. So if you keep an eye out on that, and that could be what's feeding whatever persistent cough, cold, or whatever you're having. Yeah. Now, so it is because, a good indicator. So if I leave that thing on all night and it's generating heat, do I need a CO detector with it? No. I'll be happy for that. <laughs> <laughs> 22 no, minutes don't. and 10 seconds. Well done, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Next will be can openers. Just waiting. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I got that one covered. <laughs> yeah. Um. Where else? Ooh, raw honey. I love to add raw honey as well. The smart thing when you do with raw honey, though, and a lot of people don't stop to think, is you want to try and keep your raw honey purchasing locally because it will have those uh pollen allergies that someone could have or the irritants around them because the bees feed off of the local plants right so when they come back to the hive and they create do their thing and create their honey that goes with them so when you actually ingest small amounts of of okay let me start to say i believe <laughs> when you ingest small amounts of things that you're potentially allergic to eventually your body like anything else will start building some sort of a tolerance to it right so that is where I do recommend keeping your honey very local because, again, it's going to kind of trigger and attack what you need. Um, but that it adds honey adds for that. Like I cannot explain. Honey does never goes bad, so you don't have to worry about it. Even if it looks like it's all crystally and stuff, it's still good. It, it and it's, yeah, exactly. And it's a natural cough syrup on its own, which is amazing because, okay. again, it just reduces the mucus um, mucus secretion and the coughs itself because it kind of gives you like kind of a coating going on there. You were mm -hmm. going to say something, Brad? No, no. I know that, you well, know some um, stuff about honey too. Honey. So. Um, they excavated in the Valley of the Kings, I think it was in Egypt. There was honey. There's five jars of a liquid. They didn't know what it was. It still had an actual uh, beeswax seal on it. Buried for 4,000 years. They took it to a lab, opened it up. Nobody wanted to test it. They kind of figured it was honey. Nobody wanted to test it. Some lab assistant walked in, put his finger in the honey, scooped it out, and put it on his toast and walked away. Nothing <laughs> happened to him. It's 4,000 years old. Mm -hmm. It was still perfectly preserved and perfectly fine to eat. The guy had like 15 different blood tests and MRIs and whatnot. They wanted to know if this was going to kill him or not. He's still walking around today. It never got Keeps to forever, again. people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. No. And like I said, besides just, I want to try and keep it to the cough and colds and stuff. But like honey is really good. You can do a huge research on it. Like 
it, it's a liver aid. It's great in, in antioxidants, a great source of energy. And actually, believe it or not, it's really good for pre and post workouts. And and the other thing it's good for, and you you put it in there, is a, is a a wound or ulcer healer. Um, my my dad had surgery on his leg, and they they put him in kind of uh, one of those tight knee braces, and it wasn't set correctly, and it was putting a lot of and it and it actually caused caused an ulcer to start uh, on his leg, and uh, they gave him they called it medicinal honey, but uh, they gave him that because the other stuff wouldn't work. Um, he ended up getting, um, I think it's MSRA or something like that. He ended, anyways, he ended up getting a bad infection in it, and honey was the only thing that cured it. Nice, because the other stuff was was uh, antibiotic resistant. So, I mean, it took a long time for it to heal, but it finally it finally healed. Good. Oh, it, yeah, it it does its thing. It really does. And then, um, if you're on TikTok or anything like I am, I'm a I'm an addict. Hi, I'm out. Um, you see, I'm out. <laughs> there's this big thing now going on TikTok, TikTok about onions. And you know what? To be quite honest, I, I've done the research and I already knew about this way before this was popular. But onions is another great thing. You can cut them up into little pieces and you can see them all over my house. Um, you can, it just helps absorb the air as well. You can actually make your own cough syrup from it. You can either chop them up, throw your raw local honey into it. And the other thing about the honey too, um, a really good honey is a buckwheat honey. There is a lot more of the good stuff. I'm, I'm not the good stuff in there. I'm really trying to watch my words because I don't want to get in trouble. Like, do your research. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, a lot of the good stuff in the buckwheat honey versus just like a kind of like a regular type of honey. Brad knows I bug him every year for it, by the way. <laughs> I'll put the request in again. Um, but yeah, so mixing your onion, it, it, onions, you can even throw garlic in that too. So you just get... Um, one of those, I don't even know what the jars are called, but you know, like the metal lids that you kind of like push down and it really seals. You can get one of those type of jars that has that metal flippy lid that makes that noise. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, my descriptions are great. But anyways, you, yeah, you just chop up your onions really fine. And then as you irritate them, they, they release their, their ingredient and they do their job. And when you mix it with the honey and the garlic, you let it sit. You just take a little spoonful every day and the honey and the garlic gets, gets to work, right? Um, because not only does it absorb all the crap and it filters all the stuff, it helps the blood. It also, um, you know, just helps with the inflammation, which also, again, if you have asthma or any type of illness or even, I guess, muscle type of problems. Um, yeah, I've, 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 I've heard stories of people like having colds and that just taking like half a dozen onions, cutting them in half and just plopping them in different rooms around the house. Mm -hmm. And they say it works. It, I, I couldn't tell you, but. And it does, it, it like, it does matter what kind of onions that you do um, have. Like red onions is kind of like a quick way to state is like a red is kind of like immediate where yellow is kind of maintaining. White are good to eat, you know, in like salads or whatever. But even if you eat them raw, they still kind of help and do the same things. You don't necessarily need to go to the full extent, but the extra honey and garlic and when you use their properties it kind of helps along with all that so um what else do we have here i'm, I'm learning new up. things you haven't learned enough yet <laughs> you, did, you, did, you did sort of touch on lavender but not really if you want to maybe go a bit more into uh, I've, I've heard a lot of good stuff about lavender yeah, lavender. I I personally use it a lot for the anti-inflammatory purposes because, like, it, and and the mood stabilizer and the sleep aid. Because there was once upon a time that I did suffer from insomnia, um, and it was really brought on with the more pain I had. So what I would usually do is actually take a bath with uh, baking soda, Epsom salts, a little bit of Himalayan, and I'd use lavender. And basically, all all it does is all it did for me was reduce the inflammation enough where I was able to relax and sleep. Um, like it, a lavender, I didn't really put too much in my notes and I don't know why I didn't because this is like a, a staple in my house. Lavender too, like outside of the, the, the aspect of helping the anti-inflammatory purposes and your sleep aid for when you're sick, it actually can be used in pair with tea tree oil to actually aid off head lice in uh, kids' hair. And that has been my go-to for the last, how old's my daughter? And she's had outbreaks in her class and everything and has not gotten one stench of it. 
this thing, guys, if you're going to do research, I definitely would start with lavender and coconut, definitely. Yeah, I, I've, and, and, and again, I, I don't know much about it, but I've, I've heard good stories of um, especially uh, kids with like autism and, and stuff like that, where they, they have anxiety and stuff like that. Yeah. Give them a lavender bath at night and they're as, they're as calm as can be and they go right to bed. And so. Yeah, it just because again, that's that mood stabilizing property that the lavender has, right? And especially with depending on how, what type of spectrum they are on on the autism or where they, that could be an issue where their mind stop, doesn't, or is racing or they're highly aggressive because I do know um, when I was going through my really bad uh, mental health things for my accident, that that was a thing, right? Like you, certain mental health, you do get aggressive and, and, and irritable and stuff like that. And the lavender would actually take me from up here to down here and it'd be quite quick. Like, you know, just the way it would kind of interact with me. It's like that smell would hit my nose and then all of a sudden it would it register and it'd be like, oh, well, that was cool. So I can see where that can help with the the autism. I and remember I'm a when uh, I remember when uh, our daughter was younger, and she would get a bath, you know, twice, three times a week, whatever. There were times if it was later at night and she was still very hyper, tell her we're gonna go have a bath. Put some that the lavender baby oil stuff, bath time stuff, whatever, into it, and you you. you some of those nights, yeah, you put a little bit extra in there and you get the whisk out and make sure that's really mixed in and nice, good hot water. And she came out of the bath, you dry her off, put her in PJs, and you would have to run down the hall to get her into bed before she passed out. <laughs> it was pretty damn quick. But, yeah. Yeah, no. Lavender is really good. Like, you can, rosemary too is also really good too. Like, if you do one of those steam, uh, steam bowls or whatever, you know, like you put out really hot water or you can even, boil uh rosemary lavender and thyme in a pot and put your towel over and you breathe it in like you know what i mean yep i don't know if I've it's specific that, yep. but okay. i've done that before yeah. for asthma yeah and like the again the rosemary will help as you're breathing the so will the thyme and so with the lavender and it's all almost the same properties right like it's anti-inflammatory antibacterial or antifungal so again depending on how, like what you're sick with that's what kind of herbs or teas or food stuff you want to look for, right? Like if you have a, a, a fungal thing going on with your body, you don't want to take something that's antimicrobial or you don't, you know what I mean? Unless there's some sort of a component to that. So that's one thing I do yeah. say that when you are playing with these, the one thing you do want to make sure is that you kind of have an understanding of what's going on with your body, right? Because like I do have things in my notes where, you know, if you do have candida or a type of co-used infection, you know, it, it would help with that. It would alleviate all that stuff, you know? Um, the one thing I did want to talk before, sorry. No, 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 keep going. Yep. I was going to go to lemon, lemon juice because the fact that when you get sick, we all know vitamin C is like, kind of like the key ingredient um and this like it and this thing will also help you absorb the iron so and that will help you with your blood and that's huge when you're sick right because you want to make sure you have that oxygen in your blood because again that, that that helps your immune system that that pushes all the way through the only thing is is that um when i did list other examples besides um like lemon juice i do have limes oranges peppers berries broccoli um, the only thing is, is that if you do have a thyroid issue is that you don't really want to touch anything in the broccoli family. And that actually stems from the, uh, oh shit, mustard. Oh, I was talking to you about this the other day too, Brad. Uh, I don't remember the name of it, but anyways, it's a form of mustard plant. And, and they basically, they just took it and they created Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower, and a few others from this plant. So you want to make sure that because it does mess with the thyroid hormone. And the last thing, again, you want to do is add more problems to when you're sick. So it's good to know your bodies. That. No, we don't. I don't remember that. Got to stop pulling out the uh, whiskey and scotch, eh? <laughs> <laughs> is pure into your Glenlivet tonight? No, it's downstairs hidden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But, and another good thing too is the chicken broth, chicken broth, chicken broth, chicken broth. So not only do you want to make sure you get your electrolytes into your body and a good electrolyte combination, honestly, lemon juice, 
uh, Himalayan salt and natural sugar, like monk fruit sugar. Or you can go even as simple as apple juice and Himalayan salt, just a pinch and into your drink. Because when you're sick, you want to keep make sure you're hydrated. But at least with the chicken broth, you are getting some some more nutrients than just you know the sugars that are basically in all that, right? Because when you break down lemon juice, yeah, you have all these beautiful compounds. You still got sugar, so you want to watch how much you ingest sugar while you're sick, and that we all we we know that stuff, right? But like, um, yeah, the chicken broth so, helps repair the muscles, bones, skin. Sorry. No, that's fine. Um, the big crave right now is bone broth. So is that as good, better? What's your thoughts on? Same thing. It's basically like, um, like I do, I eat keto. Well, I do kind of do a dirty keto and that's the same thing. Like it just, it's to help feed, um, feed your muscles, your bones and your skin and your blood cells. Like it's to give you that extra boost of, of, um, like minerals and, 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 and iron and like iron. And, uh, what's the other thing I was thinking of here? Um, I'm drawing a blank and I even have my notes in front of me, but just, it, it's, it basically boosts all, all, all like immune function all together. Right. And just supports kind of like a healthy body, healthy thyroid, your hair, nails. So it kind of gives you that extra balance of anything that you're missing. Yeah. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm still doing my research more so onto the broth and stuff like that, but I do know that I utilize it, like I said, for keto and it's just to kind of help stabilize, you know, the potential proteins or, minerals I may be missing because again our body is built up of a lot of compounds like we do have a limit of gold believe it or not and silver and copper and iron that we do need in our bodies and when we're depleted of any of this it throws our system off and then it, it does affect our immune system which I don't care what anybody says is part of your lymphatic system so if you don't have your lymphatic system draining and moving correctly you're going to fill your body full of that mucus and once your body gets that mucus this is where your problems will start to arise for anything that I can agree with so I, I know and and it, it's not in the notes but I know a lot of people um, take a garlic supplement or use a lot of garlic in their food and and stuff like that for again like for the, the blood and 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 that kind of stuff are they is it a good idea? Is it a good thing? I'm not going to disregard supplements altogether, but my personal feeling, I won't put that stuff in my body because the simple fact is, is that I've been finding that my body itself will react to certain types of fillers that, that um, Western medicine or Western society or however you want to put it, puts into their stuff. So I personally don't. But again, if you see that you have great results with certain supplements, all for it if you're if your natural path your chinese medicine doctor or whomever you're seeing is saying that this is what you should be taking um you should be putting the trust into them but again like i don't i personally like to take it right from either garden to whatever process it needs to me versus adding anything else so i don't know if you if you would know or not kyle uh, is asking in the live chat are there any herbs that are considered an expectorant? I think that means it helps you cough up the, the phlegm and all that stuff, right? Is that? Oh, oh, yeah. if, uh, if that's what the definition is, mullein will help do that. The peppermint will help do that. Um, like I said earlier, that I read, I read it. Um, the Carter Way will do it as well. Um, uh, believe it or not, coconut oil will actually help with getting some of that out as well because believe it or not, coconut oil tends to draw out all the toxins. So when you do actually do co coconut oil pulling in your mouth when you swish it around, it draws all that, that nasty crap from the plaque, your cavities, all that stuff that's going on. And when you cough it all up, like it, it, you're coughing up all that crap in your mouth and it will pull the stuff from your lungs, especially if you team it up with, uh, with mint. It, it adds like an extra aid because mint's really good for, like I said earlier, for the oral hygienic part of it. But so mullein like a, will do the same thing. Sorry? So like like a peppermint, you can add that in and uh, expect to get a good result? Yeah, you can even, like I said, you can even brush your teeth um, and then you can use your, your even your tea to swish around afterwards. And like, like Brad knows, I don't use the typical toothpaste that you will see in your grocery store. 
I order mine from uh, um, Nelson's Naturals, and it's a clay base, so it actually feeds my our teeth with back their minerals and nutrients that they need. We have seen cavities walk away. We've seen plaque disappear from our mouth from just using that and the oil pulling. And the peppermint is like kind of our quote-unquote mouthwash, but it has no alcohol, no additives, none of that crap. Yeah, Mel doesn't have the atypical uh, drugstore stuff lined up on her on her on her kitchen, uh, bed bathroom counter. There's there's little homemade jars of stuff. It's Mel, you need to start labeling things. <laughs> I, I, See, or, I or don't label them because then anybody that goes into your bathroom is going to come out and be like, um, excuse me, what the heck is that? What the <laughs> heck is that? And then you can go on your 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 lecture of everything, and and educate other people too. Yeah, well, like I, like herbs, like it were, like again, we kind of kept everything to like the cold and what you can get now. Like mullen is good, it, it, good to do, give to your kids as well. I give it to my daughter all the time, and you know what? Sometimes I even hide um, mullen peppermint into hot chocolate, and she thinks it's just a peppermint hot chocolate and, and enjoys it. I mean, I tell her that there's mullen in it. I don't not like that, but you don't taste it. I had a friend, uh, friends' kids come over and sleep over this weekend, and. I did the same thing, and the daughter actually went to the mom and said, um, can I get more of that? So I had a message from her today stating, like, uh, what did you do? What did you get? I thought I was going to get in trouble, even though she knew about it. But the kid said, like, I coughed everything up. I can breathe a lot easier, which I was kind of nervous about because, again, in hot chocolate, there's, you know, some sort of milk byproduct, which unfortunately feeds the fun, which you want to stay away from. But if a kid's going to take it, you know, at this point, you're not going to fight with it. But herbs are amazing. Like I, I take red clover to help with hormonal imbalance. Um, what else? Are, um, I, I drink dandelion tea for coffee uh, substitute. So you know, the, the, it's it's so much that you it's it's unreal what you can do with food and 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 just herbal supplements. Like Brad said, I have an arranged collection of everything from ginger tea, peppermint. Um, I even have catnip. Catnips will actually um, be great for. Um, People with ADHD, it actually gives them focus. So, I mean. Makes yeah. the cats go crazy. Makes the humans calm down. Yeah, and I was actually reading in one of my books, too, how it actually has that calming effect on dogs, although you have to give it minute amounts. Because, again, right, being on the prepper show that we are, if everything shut down where you can't even walk into your local grocery store and steal or acquire, however you want to say, because the world's done, there's no, nobody's, you know, money doesn't exist, there's no one there. Obtain. What else are you gonna do? There you go. Obtain, skillfully acquired. There you go. That's another no one. <laughs> so you know, like it's good to know. Like I, I'm, I'm really excited that I hope we can get back on here with Jess because, like, yeah. you guys don't know. Like, there's plants out there that can help stop blood while you're walking on your path, right? For bug bites and, like I said, mullein. If you find it wild, if you need to use toilet paper, you can use its leaves. Like it's unbelievable what this can do just just don't keep the leaves to use in tea later i mean if that's your thing that's your thing but i agree not with judging. brad i wouldn't yeah. <laughs> not judging oh uh, i see kyle saying uh for mostly teas no there's tainters and stuff but what i like i said earlier the reason why i'm sticking so much with um the teas is to know what works for obviously our family and and, and all that but um, for right now, in the place that we do live, those are a lot easier for us to store and maintain and take care of versus getting into the tainters um, and all that. Because once you get into tainters, you can make the bath bombs, the bath soaks, like you, you name it, it opens up the world to it all. And, and I've experimented that with my medical cannabis as well. So like, it's, you just need certain things, kind of like canning, right? You don't, if you're at a certain altitude, you need that little weight. And if you don't have that, you can mess up what's in your pot. like. It is kind of a science. So, yeah, I'm quite excited. This is, it's been a great journey about all this stuff. And it does, um, it does get a little less intimidating when you start dipping your hands into things and you start reading and getting the knowledge for yourself. Um, you know, like these few products and, and items that I've talked about is just the, the, the beginning of everything, you know, just the surface of it all. Like it's, it's unreal what you can find out there. Like echinacea, everybody hears of that. Like you could actually go and get that in a tea form. 
you know, and all this stuff you can grow in in your garden and you can even grow it in your house and, and, and have a year supply of this stuff that you don't run out and you don't have to rely on the grocery stores or Amazon or wherever to get them to your door. So speaking of Amazon, mm -hmm. where, what, what kind of literature would you suggest being a good starter for somebody looking to get into this? Like I have, you know, I have this, that book called herbal herbal remedies. I, I think, mm -hmm. Do you still have it, or did you give it back? No, I it's probably, I don't remember, but it's, I know I just got myself one. But yes, I do remember your herbal book. Yeah. Um, I know you've looked through it more than I have. Would yeah. that be a good place to start, or that is, what would you recommend what, for somebody? That would be a good place to start. It would be another good resource. Um, I mean, I probably get, uh, I'll probably get laughed at for this, but um, I actually read uh, wish books pagan type stuff because um, a lot of that there is different types of witches and stuff that if you want to go that way and within those books they actually give you different knowledge on different stuff I'm very spiritual so not only do I like to learn the quote-unquote municipal purposes of them but it, there's also a spiritual aspect to everything so a great book um, you can get either the green witch or the house witch by Aaron Murphy Hiscock yes you heard me right um, you can find those on Chapters or Amazon, easy. There's another book that kind of is almost as similar as to what Brad was saying about his. It was um, I just got this book. I kind of just took a glance out of it, but this kind of looks like the holy grail of book, and I mean, like, it's it's thick. Uh, it's called <laughs> Prescription for the Natural Healing. Uh, it's the fifth edition. It's a practical A to Z reference to drug-free remedies using vitamins, minerals, herbs, and food supplements. And that's by Phyllis A. Batch. Blatch, sorry. <laughs> so you can, I, I found that one on Amazon. I couldn't find it when I looked through um, uh, Chapters or Indigo, whatever their new company name is. But those are they're easy to require. Any of those simple little books. And the one thing I'm going to say is always double check your reference, if not triple check. Make sure you're pulling up a few references and making sure that there is some sort of synchronicity the last thing you want to do is like oh this is great for this and then you try and you're like oh well now i'm in the bathroom for three hours yeah which that's can not still happen thing. though <laughs> especially if your body's not used to it until you yeah, until you develop the that coconut tolerance. oil yes because the coconut oil is a natural laxative and let me tell you doing that uh, good old keto coffee i learned that one <laughs> my mistake <laughs> too much fun. oil in the coffee oh it's great try it <laughs> Make sure it's a Saturday. Um, but yeah, um, again, Google's, you know, it's not a bad reference, but again, just check what you're, you're reading. On, on the website, um, a great person I love to follow, and I've followed him for oh, geez, a few years now, is Dr. Axe. You can find him on all the socials. You can go right to his site uh, directly. Um, if you're in the States, he kind of sells a little bit more products that I kind of wish he had here in Canada. But here in Canada, you can get the, 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 the bone broth supplement. You can get the collagen stuff, which is amazing. Collagen feeds your body and your muscles and, and all the ligaments. And it's, it's really good for the hair and skin and all that balance as well. Like it's just giving your body the love it needs that you might be missing type of thing. Dr. Axe. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I just popped the link into the I, uh, I saw that. I, I've never heard of him before. So. But somebody, something, so definitely he, check it. Yeah, years ago he popped up on my, on my Facebook or whatever, and I kind of just started watching his things and the, did my own research on what he was saying and stuff, and just kind of also did a back re research on him to kind of see who I was following because I'm that type of person, and I just found that he's just all around, you know, humble and genuine. He, him, and his wife, because I forget what his wife does, but she's into that natural, neutral, nutritional stuff as well. They kind of work really good as hand in hand. Like it, it I don't know. Check him out. Like I, he's really good. But again, no matter what I recommend, I do recommend you guys to always double check your facts and always, if you're experimenting with any of these, do one at a time. Make sure it's good with your body. Make sure you're having no allergic reactions or, or whatever. Because again, like Jeff said earlier, it could be your medicine or it could be something you're eating or whatever. The last thing you want to do is again hinder yourself, especially in a situation where this it could be a life or death type of thing. So again, do your research, right? So 
one thing one thing to note i know jeff and melissa you both said it earlier to check with your doctor check with your you know look at your prescriptions and whatnot but go one step further go to your pharmacist all he deals with is drugs and interactions and dosages and alternatives and all of that. Have you ever seen a, a, a pharmacist's drug book? They're probably about five to six inches thick. They get one every two years, if not sooner. They're about $1,000. My mom worked at a pharmacy years ago, and the pharmacist was mad that the publisher came out with a new edition six or eight months after he just bought the newer old old new edition whatever it was and he had to shell out another thousand dollars to get a brand new one and it was probably four or five inches thick and that was oh i want to say 15 to 20 years ago now so just imagine how much those cost now yeah well and, and and you're 100 percent right brad because you know again I, I go back to my my dad's story so um, his doctor was unavailable for, I don't know, whatever reason for something. And so they referred him to another doctor. He went in there, seen the doctor, doctor gave him a prescription. He took that prescription to the drugstore When he went to pick it up. The pharmacist said, who gave you this? And he's like, well, I went to this doctor and my doctor wasn't available. And I went over here and he goes, and the pharmacist says, you're already taking this. You can't take this with this or you're going to end up in the hospital. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, yep. uh, and, and I had, I had no, the, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say the doctor obviously wasn't paying attention or didn't even look at the, the history of what he was already on. Just, Oh, well here you can have this and where you go. And so I, I have a sensitivity to a certain type of medications and I, 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 screwed up my ankle years ago and it was about a year or so later and I was having some more problems with my ankle and it was getting uh, like inflamed well not inflamed but, but just bigger it kind of looked like I was retaining water but just in my ankle but it turns out I had nicked a nerve or something there and it was starting to balloon out a little bit and I went to the doctor I went to a walk-in clinic of course they don't have access to my entire file and the doctor prescribed me naproxen well naproxen is in that family of medications that i'm sensitive to and i had no idea of that and neither did the pharmacist i went and filled the prescription took the two naproxens took a tylenol took a shot of whiskey and passed out i got up six hours later just hives all over Went back to the doc, went back to the pharmacist. Okay, what the heck gave me this? He asked me a couple of pointed questions, and we figured out that yes, I, I do have a sensitivity to a family of naproxen, what it's derived from. Mm. I told my mom that afterwards, and she was the one who had worked at the pharmacy. She's not a pharmacist or a medical professional, but just a just a, a worker in the drugstore. Filling this bottle, filling that bottle, doing this, doing that helping people to cash, doing a whole bunch of things. And she learned a lot. And that was one of the things that she told me, I'll always remember it is, if you have a question about something the doctor gave to you, don't ask the doctor, ask the pharmacist, because all he deals with is drugs all day long. Yeah. And, though, and the one thing, oh, I was going to add for when you, when you actually have an, uh, when you get itchy from uh, an allergic reaction, you can actually put baking soda on it or tea tree. Trust me, I've been uh, well acquainted with that this week around. And oh look, oh, look at my nose. It actually look, it says it in my nose. Will also help with sunburns. Yes. <laughs> you can even add it into your bath too. Baking soda will actually balance the pH level for chlor chlorine as well in your water. So baking soda is another really good one. It's, it's antifungal, antibacterial. It actually will help with uh, fung uh, toe fungus as well. Same with apple cider vinegar. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I wish I would have known that a few months ago because I got uh, I got a pretty bad case of the shingles and I was just looking for anything and everything to try and get rid of the itch and get rid of the 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 pain and yeah, that would have been great if, if it works for that, which I would think it does, but 
I would think so too because um, I'm been for, I like to tan and for some reason I've had some sort of reaction to the tanning and I I don't know why it came into my head one day but I, or the other day but I'm like I'm gonna put some baking soda on one arm and tea tree on the other and try it out. The baking soda took a little bit longer than the tea tree but when I woke up in the morning. The baking soda side of my of my right arm was actually all the bumps and stuff were gone a lot more than what it was on the tea tree side, and I can understand why I would do that for the fact that it does help balance the pH of our skin. So it does make sense. <laughs> I uh, I just read that comment, Jeff, of what will help with the case of the Ians, and I agree with your. Uh your response there? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> or a good hearty glass of Glen Levin. Yeah, that yeah, that could do it too. Yeah. <laughs> Glen Levin solves everything, trust me. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I'm um, kidding. Don't, don't, don't do that. Any anything else, Mel? Any that that we haven't Not covered that you you'd like to get out there or not so much for this because I mean when you start talking about all this stuff it kind of gets overwhelming with everything so I mean if, if you take anything out of this mullen coconut oil oh geez Pierre uh, mullen <laughs> coconut oil and peppermint will be your best friend because with the co with the coconut oil you can um, you can use any essential oil because you need a carrier when you use essential oil or you could end up burning your skin. So if you're doing the vapor rub, the coconut oil is really good. And if all you have is that peppermint oil, it will still open up your lungs. Um, and the molin too will push everything out and clean everything out as well. Like it, it's those three are kind of the combo you want to keep in your, your household and onions. I mean, you know, very odd people don't have onions. If you're allergic to onions, keep the garlic because you can actually take our garlic and mash it up into a paste and throw it on the on your on your the bottoms of your feet. You can use potatoes. Um, I think it's more the rusted potatoes who works the best. The 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 brown ones, not the yellow, not the red, the brown ones. Um, you can cut it and put them at the bottom of your feet as well, and it'll pull out a fever. Like you know, uh, original Listerine. If you got a sunburn or fever, you know you can use that to pull out the actual heat component of that body, like that fever. The the original Listerine will actually pull it out. Tested and true. I'm telling you, I've done it myself. Um, again, another tanning incident, but like it just, those things that like, you know, with fever, I recommend again, the potato, the, the, the Listerine, um, for that type of thing, uh, sore throats. I do know that I saw on your note, Jeff, the one you can use for that is ginger. Like just, I guess kind of go through this podcast and kind of take the notes. I know I've been all over the place. If you got anything, you can always message me too. And I will lead yeah. you in the right direction of where to gander your information yeah i um like you say that and and for for everybody out there this is just kind of a, a quick glance over kind of give us something to, to start with uh the plan is to have uh have mel back with um greg's wife greg who's another panelist who's not here uh thank god we didn't want to talk about guns all night um <laughs> so um that they're gonna they're gonna get together and and hopefully do another podcast uh, and delve a little bit deeper into uh, some other herbal remedies and stuff. So stay tuned on that. Um, and I guess if if you don't have anything else, we'll move into the podcast challenge. Yeah, so no, I'm the good. Podcast, the podcast challenge is uh, do your research. We've said that. Mel said that. I said that. Do your research and see if there's herbal remedies that may be helpful for you. Yeah. Uh, upcoming events. We don't have anything uh, upcoming right now. Of course, if you really want to, Christmas is coming in what five weeks. But <laughs> hey, I didn't go there. I didn't do it. <laughs> um, so I'll I'll jump into my uh, weather blurb. Just um, things have. There's not been a lot going on lately. That's that's going to change a little bit. Um, there is a good potential for a potent storm to hit the south central uh, U.S. probably starting on Tuesday. The parameters for this storm are very similar to the uh, tornado outbreak storm from December of last year. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Doesn't mean you know there's going to be this big outbreak, but the the parameters are going to be there the all of the stuff needed for the generation of 
severe storms and tornadoes are going to be there. So, um, what, what you're be, saying, what, what you're saying is we should be as we are and prepare for the worst. Absolutely. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst and don't be scared. Be prepared. Uh, I did throw a link in the uh, show notes there, a YouTube video of a guy I follow pretty close. Um, Ryan Hall, y'all, and he, he kind of talks about it. So, uh, keep an eye on that. I mean, it's that time of year. You never know when the snow and that's going to hit. So um, move into the deal of the week. We don't have anything specific, uh, but considering that uh, the time of year it is, there are thousands, probably hundreds of Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals out there. If you're looking for something specific, chances are if you look <laughs> hard enough, you're going to find a good deal for it. So... Well, um, I do know that there is that one good deal at Canadian Tire for all those jars since we're on the conversation of those uh, loose leaves. <laughs> By the way, Brad, I need two more. But how much were they? Ten bucks. Sorry, yeah, nine. They're I think they're eight ninety nine. And they are glass jars. They kind of like go up in size and they seal their lid so you can, when you, if you order any of these loose leaves, you can throw them in there and tie them. They're originally like what? Almost like 40 bucks, aren't they? $30 down to eight ninety nine. So I guess it's... Oh. It's it's twenty nine ninety nine or something like that down to eight ninety nine. Um, when I picked up our two sets in uh, in Cornwall, I asked the guy to scan the the barcode and tell me how many more they had in stock. They have ninety nine boxes in stock. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll have to uh, have to look that up and. Oh yeah, see really we, good deals. That's something I'm interested. In. Yeah. Uh, shout outs. So. Um, I'll put the first shout out there to Mel for coming on for, uh, was a bit of short notice, kind of had to throw things together, uh, but it was a great preview of how herbal remedies can uh, be beneficial to your overall health. Considering everything that's going on, the shortages of all of the, the medications and everything else out there, you can find a way to not have to, or to alleviate that being adding on to all of your other issues. Um, you're going to be better off for it. So uh, thanks for uh, coming in, Mel, and it was a great episode. Oh, yeah. thank you. Definitely. I uh, I even learned something. We, we've known each other, what, four years now, off and on and, and whatnot, and you and I have had good conversations about a lot of this stuff, and some of the stuff you touched on today I didn't know about, and I'm glad you put it in the show notes so I can look back on it later without bugging you. Yeah, I'm always here to so help. Definitely. And I, I definitely out. agree with you that uh, we need to get Jess on here. The two of you need to sit down, either Zoom or, or whatever, to coordinate an effort to put a better, uh, well, not a better show, but another more in-depth show together later. I know that they're busy in the U.S. And, and they've got their own stuff going on, but I definitely think it'd be a good idea that you guys collaborate on another show and hopefully even get some more information out there to get some more people prepared and stocked up and whatnot and yeah. Well, what I truly love about that idea too is that she has a complete different living thing. Like, obviously, she has some of the same things we have, but there's probably stuff out there that we don't have here where we are. So yeah. I, I like that, right? So yeah, I know I'm excited mm -hmm. about that too. I think we're gonna nail it. But unfortunately, we like these show these type of podcasts talking about this stuff can go on for more than an hour sometimes, depending on how in depth it is. So be prepared that you guys may have to sit there for a little bit longer. Hmm. Perfectly fine maybe, we'll raffle, maybe we'll raffle off a shirt or something from off the wall customer and <laughs> people sitting there. I'll start bribing people. We'll get more views. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, with uh, all that being said, I am going to bring episode 185 of the Canadian Prepper podcast to an end. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbeam, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Uh, please help us out. Submit a review. It helps other people find us. We record these shows live on Facebook and on YouTube. If you want an early peek at the show, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click the notifications tab. It gives you an alert when we're going live. And you can contact me at batbradcpp at gmail.com. You can reach me, if you wish, at offthewallcustomizing at gmail.com. You can also find us on the good old Tickety Talk. We're working on the Facebook, our own website, uh, Discourse, VPP, and anywhere else. 
And please check out uh, Rapid Survival at rapidsurvival.com. And you can get Eric there on the live chat, considering he abandoned us tonight, didn't want to bother being here. Uh, if you want, you can uh, email me at the feedback at prepperpodcast.ca, or I am frequently on the Discord app. So uh, thanks for joining us. Until next time, be prepared, stay safe, and keep learning.